Let's stand together at this time. We're going to look at a message I call Honoring Your Mother. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 1. Children, obey your parents and Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. May God bless the reading of his word today is my prayer. You may be seated. Honor your father and mother. We approach this passage this morning because of its instruction to honor our parents, which of course on this day it will be referred primarily to honoring your mother. This is a quotation from the Old Testament Ten Commandments. We briefly considered these in our series on Moses, which we're continuing on. Uh, It is called in this text the first commandment with promise. Actually, it is number, uh, number five in the list of the commandments. The first four commandments dealt with our relationship with God. That is man's responsibility to God. And the last six then refer to our responsibility to other people. How we relate to other people. And uh, the very first one that God gave us in respect to relating to other people is this one. Honor your father and your mother. And as our text notes, it is one with built-in promise. Where most of the commands, or almost all of the commands of Moses, uh, only promise judgment if you don't do what it said. But this one commands a special blessing if you do what it says. Honor your father and your mother so that you'll have a long and prosperous life. Now, this doesn't mean that every person who dies young must have dishonored their parents. And neither does it mean that every person who is blessed in the world today is one that honors their parents. Because sometimes we see those things work out in ways we can't altogether explain. But as a general rule, we can see God's truth demonstrated again and again. A person who maintains a healthy relationship with their parents will be preserved from a lot of dangerous activity. It'll protect you. If you have a healthy relationship with parents, then you'll have a leg up on the demands of getting started in life because your parents will help you. And as a general rule, you'll be the beneficiary then of their life, of their life experience, and their life's work. Maintaining a good relationship with your parents, honoring your father and your mother then brings blessings that God has promised. Now, there are certainly times and situations that make honoring your parents difficult. Your parents may be criminals. They might be drug addicts. Your parents may be part of a cult, or your parents may be atheists. Jesus acknowledged a specific kind of difficulty in honoring parents in Matthew chapter 10 when he said, Do not think that I am come to bring peace on earth. I did not come to bring peace but a sword. For I have come to set a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a man's enemies will be those of his own household. He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. This does not overturn our requirement to honor our parents. But Jesus simply acknowledged the self-evident fact that following him would require many of them to go against their parents' instructions and demands. 
They would suffer rejection by their own parents. Sometimes their parents would become their enemies. And then it would add significantly to the many hardships that they were going to experience. Just one of many that they would experience because they named the name of Jesus Christ. Jesus acknowledged that. One of the ways that would play out. One of the ways they'd suffer for their gospel, the gospel, is their own parents would reject them. This wasn't just a first century problem. I've dealt with many people over the years who profess faith in Christ, but refused to follow him in baptism and refused to serve in the church because they knew their family would reject them over it, even though they were grown. We also then have another passage in 2 Timothy chapter 3 I want to show you. And this is a passage which could be read in conjunction with almost any news program that we want to watch or listen to or see on the internet about American life and culture today. Paul said to Timothy, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, And actually, he went on a long ways from there. The long, long list of things that would come by people who think only of themselves, who reject God, who live in pride, and who are disobedient to their parents. And the effects of that are evident all over our land and, in fact, all over the world today. When it comes to honoring the mother in this relationship... It begins with the husband honoring the wife. 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 7, Simon Peter said, Husbands, likewise, dwell with them. That's the wife. Dwell with them with understanding, giving honor to the wife as to the weaker vessel and as being heirs together of the grace of life that your prayers may not be hindered. Let me say quickly, the weakness that Simon Peter refers to is not a weakness of character. It's not a weakness of dedication. It's not a weakness of intelligence or ability. It is certainly not a weakness of spirituality. It is built around his concept that husbands and wives are heirs together of the grace of life. And he talked about how that if we don't maintain this healthy relationship where the husband honors the wife, where the wife then honors the husband, that outside of that then he talks of how our prayers will be hindered. Our prayers will be hindered. Think about that for a moment. Your prayers will be hindered. You see, once we are married, the Bible says the two become one flesh. And that means according to God, we are heirs together of the grace of life. And a part of then what that means is that husbands are to give honor to the wife. The weakness refers simply to physical strength. And that is, by the way, one of many things that God has built into the creation of humanity. And I mentioned this this morning because it will be difficult, if not impossible, to raise up children who honor their mothers if the father does not honor the mother. This can set itself in families to move from generation to generation in a vicious cycle of dishonor, especially among sons who grow up in an environment where his mother was not honored by the father. And they, in turn, then pass that along to another relationship. 
And so this honoring of the mother begins with the father who honors the mother. I want to suggest the way this morning some ways then that we could honor our mother. And honestly, I could go for a long, long time. I was deliberately brief today, knowing our time would be a little short. But I want to suggest three things that we can do to honor our mothers that are a natural progression from this text. Begins with verse 1, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. And Aretha Franklin said it best, R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Respect. Obedience, you see, is a matter of respect. Right up front, God establishes a role for parents, including both the mother and the father, that involves obedience. Uh, Obedience. Did I mention obedience? Obedience. You see, children need to be raised in an environment where they understand that there is an authority. That they obey. That authority then has the divinely appointed right and even responsibility to issue commands that are to be obeyed. The phrase, in the Lord, has two applications for us. Uh, In the Lord, of course, would indicate that we're talking about Christian families with fathers and mothers who know Jesus and who know the Scriptures, and, and therefore they are living in accordance with divine truth. It also speaks of a way that we see uh, demonstrated over and over in this passage where that everything is framed within that in the Lord or as to the Lord. Uh, Wives are submissive to their husbands as to the Lord. Husbands love their wives as Christ also loved the church. Uh, Children are to submit to their parents in the Lord. Uh, uh, Servants are to obey their masters as unto the Lord. And whatever you do, just in case he left anything out, he covers this a little bit later in Ephesians 6. Whatever you do, do it all to the glory of God because you know that of the Lord you shall receive the inheritance because you serve the Lord Christ. So all of of it is framed within that same discussion. And so children obey their parents in the Lord. Much of God's design for the family today is under blatant attack. And it is up to us as God's people to know God's plan and implement it. And in this structure of authority that God has implemented in the family, the mother is an essential part of that. I want to say to you children, the teens that are able to be in this service today and understand what I'm talking about. If you've got little ones, maybe preteens, give them a quick poke, mom, and make sure they're listening. It isn't necessary that you agree with what your mother tells you to do, children. It isn't necessary that you understand why she has told you to do something. It is not even important that you like what she has told you to do. Under Almighty God, your mother has a right to tell you what to do. And children must learn to respect that. And I want to tell you, parents, just a word of of thought, and especially those of you who are starting out with little ones, the time to teach this is not when your kids are this tall. 
It's when they're this tall. If children do not get this in the home, it expands outward into the culture. Because God has not just established authority in the home, but he's established authority in the culture. And when children are raised up to disrespect that authority structure in the home so that they do not honor their father, they do not honor their mother, they do not obey, then that expands outward. Until suddenly we see that all of the authority structures ordained by God are being challenged. This is what we see playing out in America today, all over America today. Obedience, you see, understands and respects the right of someone to issue commands that must be obeyed. And by the way, if children don't get this at home, they're going to grow up to be mad at the world, and they don't even know why. So why does children learn to obey? <laughs> because Almighty God says so, children obey And then he gives us a commentary. I love this. Because it's right. So parents, the next time your children ask you why that they have to do this, just tell them, because it's right. Because God said so. And because it's right. Because it's right. I don't have this in our PowerPoint this morning, but you can make a quick note if you can. Proverbs 19, 18 says, Chasten your son while there is home, hope, and do not set your heart on his destruction. Chasten discipline your son while there is hope, and do not set your heart on his destruction. According to Proverbs 19 and 18, listen, it is discipline or destruction. Discipline or destruction. Something that must be done. Obedience is the action. Honor is the attitude. Now, many of us here today, or probably most, are already grown and on our own. We make decisions. We bear the consequences. We have our own places, our own homes, our own jobs. We make our own decisions. We have, as the Bible says, left our father and mother and have cleaved unto our wife and husband. And and the two have become one flesh. And we're on our own. Now, this can be hard on moms. It can be hard on dads, but that must happen. One writer put it very simply. You have to leave a home to make a home. And so there's that time then where the obedience part comes to an end, but the honor never does. Honor your father and mother. Obey them. So, as we show our mother's respect, that's where the honor comes into play. And, uh, but the bringing us to that next phase of things, when we outgrow the obedience part, is the second part of it, of our message today. The word remember. Respect is one way we honor our mothers. Remember. Remember. 2 Timothy 3.14, Paul said to Timothy, But you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them. And that from childhood you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Now, Timothy was still a young man when Paul wrote this, but he was very much a man. He was on his own, pastoring churches, living his life. And yet Timothy needed to be admonished to continue in the things that he had learned. 
So that that obey and the discipline part was something Timothy had outgrown. He was very much on his own. But yet he had been taught the word of God by his grandmother Lois and by his mother Eunice. We know Timothy's dad was a Greek. The implication was that he was an unbeliever. His dad may have taught Timothy a lot of good things. But it was his mother and grandmother that taught him the word of God. And that's what Paul brings to him. Notice it is the sacred writings, the holy scriptures, the inspired word of God. Oh, what a precious thing it is when you've got a mama a grandmother, and yes, a dad who can teach you the Holy Scriptures. Timothy had that. And that was the one thing that Paul brought up to him. Now, you might think, well, Timothy's a pastor, so surely he wasn't in danger of turning away from the Word of God. There are preachers all over the world today who have turned away from the Word of God. And Paul knew that that was a possibility for Timothy. After all, the Word of God has always been full of inconvenient truth, culturally speaking. There's a lot of ways that the Word of God goes against culture. It did in Timothy's day. It does in our day. A lot of people decide to turn away from it. And yet Paul called to Timothy, you remember how that you were raised in the Word of God. You were taught this from your childhood. You see, this isn't a cultural battle. It is a very personal and very practical battle. Will we obey the Word of God or not? Will you stay true to the word that your mother and grandmother gave you? See, this tells me this morning that one of the ways we can honor our mothers is to honor the truth of God and remember it, to hold on to it, to keep doing what it tells us to do. Many a child in this country has been raised on the word of God. You had a mother who taught you, who took you to church, taught you to serve God and model that for you. You were raised in it. And yet as an adult, maybe you've turned away from it. Turn around. Turn around. One of the ways that we honor our mother is to honor the sacred scriptures that she taught you. She taught them to you because she knew it would make you wise. She taught them to you because it knew, she knew that in them was the truth of eternal salvation. That it would be the only way that you could know how to be saved and have that opportunity to have eternal life through Jesus Christ. Some of you sadly may look at me and say, but Brother Rich, my mom didn't teach me that. Then I challenge all of you mothers, if that's your testimony, then change it. Your mother may not have taught you. Teach your children. Teach your children. The sacred scriptures so that they can look back on it and understand, my mother taught me this, and I want to honor her by continuing in what she taught me to do. There's one more we'll cover quickly today. It's the word reconcile. Respect, remember. Reconcile. One of the ways that we honor our mother's Colossians chapter 3 and verse 12, the Bible says this, Therefore, as the elect of God, that simply means as God's people, because you're a Christian, because you're a child of God, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. Must. Must. 
I wish this last point could have been different, but it isn't. Sometimes we need to honor our mothers through reconciliation. It's sad to know how many mothers there are in this world who will suffer through this day because their children no longer have anything to do with them. Something happened. Somebody's feelings got hurt. It might have been something small, at least initially. But it grew and grew and grew and grew. Few things hurt worse than that silence. Of days and weeks and months and years of no communication between children and the mothers. It's a strange thing how that Christians can believe in Jesus and think they're following the Bible. And yet they've allowed this kind of wedge to be driven between them and of all people, their own mamas. Because we are the elect of God then, we're called to live in a holy way. We are beloved of the Lord. We're God's special people. And we're to practice in tenderness, mercy, kindness, humility, self-control, long-suffering We may not understand what it means to bear with someone, but we certainly know what it means to put up with someone. And they're pretty close. Most importantly, being a Christian means we forgive one another. God never intended us to live without forgiveness. We have been forgiven, therefore we forgive. Sin gets in the way, that's true. Restoration can be and often is difficult. Years of no relationship, no contact will require a lot of humility to seek reconciliation. You may try and fail. You may try again and fail again. But I simply want to say to you today as tenderly as I can and yet as sincerely as I can. Sometimes we honor our mothers through reconciliation. As my sweet wife is fond of saying... That's your mama. That's your mama. Well, it all begins with respect. Respect is all about obedience, and it manifests itself as obedience. As children learn to recognize they have an authority figure in their life, and yes, that authority figure is their mom. Once the obey part is outgrown, it progresses to remembering. Remember. Remember the truth you were taught. Remember the truth of God. Remember the life model that was put in front of you. Remember respect. Sometimes, and I would go so far as to say almost all the time, because sooner or later, sooner or later, we're going to get aggravated a little bit. Um, I know it's hard for you to believe, but my my mama got aggravated at me a time or two. And I got aggravated at her a time or two. We all do. What do you do about it? You fix it. You seek reconciliation. We forgive one another. We bear with one another. There's so many other things that we could have considered today. I know that, but God has given us a simple plan. Honor, honor your mother. Honor your mother. And I'll say it again. Yes, we outgrow our responsibility to obey. 
but we never outgrow our responsibility to honor, honor your mother. I've given you three things. I could have given you 30 just as easily. Different ways that we could honor our mothers. But I hope you can all see a little bit more about the responsibility, how critical it is that moms and dads, what a critical role that you play in the world in which we live. Let's stand together, please.